on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk Tonight we talk to Damo, Craig, Rob and a couple of Pauls as we bring you all the news and the gossip in something we call the Weekend Wrap on something that we call the renowned Radio New York Sport. And these are the names making the news. Simon Biggs and Rob Townsend are Collingham's heroes. As the villagers move to within five points of leaders Claycross Town, try saying that on a Monday, in the Central Midlands North, Simon scored a second half winner and Rob got the lights back on after everything went dark with eight minutes left on the clock. With the Derbyshire side losing at Stavely on Friday, all eyes now turn to next weekend with the top two going head to head. Newark Town won away for the first time in 15 months and in doing so completed the double over Phoenix. Reece Stanley and Kieran Job with a goal in each half. The Blues remain at the bottom of the table but they now move to within two points of Fawn Collery. Flow serve for foul of the weather at Renneff and they lose top spot. The Selston scrape past West Bridgeford with a single goal that takes them three points clear but at least now They've both played the same amount of games. The Works' second string returned to winning ways by putting nine past the hapless Nottingham community. And with the top two playing each other, the Julian boys find themselves three points off the top of the table. Newark Rugby Club returned from their rearranged trip to Ashbourne with a losing bonus point. The final score 13-7, with Newark's points coming from a penalty try. The Blues are eighth in the table... Nine points off second place. You see, Rob, the cup's always half full. Disappointment for the Newark Hockey Ladies as they lost their bottom of the table clash with West Bridgeford by three goals to one. The men's first team remained undefeated in 2019, though. A two-all draw against Boots means it's two matches played and two draws. And finally back to football and Southall City's long reign at the top of the Not Senior League ended abruptly with a 4-3 home defeat in the local derby against Aslockton at Bishop's Drive. Julian Jochin once again, proving his quality with a stunning brace. But before we do go round the ground, some sad news reached us yesterday. We learned of the death of um, David Bennett, the long-time Farndon secretary and a wonderful servant not only to Farndon but to uh, Newark Sunday football and uh, I know Tony wants to say a few words on our behalf about David. Yeah it's, um, <clears throat> when, when I first started at the advertiser um, I reported on all four divisions in uh, the Newark Alliance on the, on a Sunday morning and you could see good games of football at every level um, you know, a, a match between the bottom two of Division 4 would be just as entertaining in its own way as um, a game in the top flight. But in the last stages of my time there, then um, 
if you strayed outside of the top six of the uh, senior division, it was rubbish. And so I spent a lot of time with teams, primarily in the top six uh, of, of, of the Alliance senior division. And obviously that meant coming into contact with Farnham United on a regular basis. And I think everybody would agree with me when I say that in terms of secretaries, Dave Bennett was second to none for a football club. Absolutely smashing lad. They're a proper footballing man. You could talk football with him. You could have a pint with him till the cows came home. And uh, it was that sort of lad. And um, he never had a bad word for anybody. Nobody ever had, had a bad word for him. And I know he is, he is... He will be greatly missed by all the players who were fortunate enough to know him at Founder United Football Club. Hey, hey, well said, um, well said, Tony. When I was secretary at the Newark Sunday Alliance, Dave was the perfect, the perfect secretary and uh, sadly missed, and that was um, sad news from the weekend. But uh, football goes on, and Dave would have wanted football to go on, so um, we immediately go to the telephones and... Um, Top of the list, Damo Parkinson, a very happy Damo. We're going to be seeing quite a lot of Damo this week because he's our studio guest on Thursday. So uh, we'll just talk about the game this time because Damo, um, an away win, first time for a long time, and a double over Phoenix, and everybody's smiling in the Blues camp. Good evening. Good evening, Mick. Um, tell me about it. Um, well, it was a bit of a, a scrappy game, to be fair. Um, not a nice place to go. Um, they take a lot of points off people. Horrible pitch, horrible place. Um, <laughs> Good lad. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to really want it to get anything from there. I mean, they're not down near the bottom, in the middle of the road, so they're not a bad side. Um, and when we said to the boys in the change room before, it's going to be down, forget ability, forget whether they're better than us or we're better than them. It's going to be down to who wants it. And if the lads are committed, um, disciplined, um, and did what we asked of them. Um, we were fairly confident, um, as we are most weeks, we get a positive result. And that's exactly what what you did. Goal in each half, re, re standing Kieran job. Yeah, well, to be fair, they probably caused us one or two issues first 20, 25 minutes, one or two new faces in again. Um, Luke Parsons came into the side, um, which was a massive boost. Um centre-back was away so Luke Body dropped in centre-half um, so obviously quite a bit of experience um, left-back um, came in last minute Gary Clark uh, outstanding outstanding performance from him um, at left-back um, obviously he's been on the coaching team with us um, and they did cause one or two issues um, for the first 20-25 minutes but once we'd settled down um, I mean we've, we've missed an open goal before uh, Reese has scored, Kieran Job's gone through one on one um, and cut back instead of having a shot. And then Reese is probably not favourite to score. Keepers come out, defenders in the way, but he's he's put his leg where it hurts. He's been clattered in the in the goal, but he scored, which showed showed good desire, which I think sums up our performance. Um, second half, I said to the lads at half time, first fifteen minutes will be key, and they just didn't come out of the change room. They didn't have a shot. Um, I think I think they'd given up ten minutes into second half. I think they thought this isn't new at town. It's bottom of the league. This isn't new at town that we expected to turn up today, and that they give up. Um, we worked harder than they were. They wanted it more than they did, um, which is really pleasing. 
Have you got Luke playing regular Saturdays? Uh, I'm not sure yet, as with most of the lads. Um, obviously, they've all got commitments. We took over partway through. We knew it would be difficult. Um, I'd love him to play every week, but I don't think that'll be the case um, until potentially next season. But as and when he's available, he's going to make a difference. But, I mean, do. he's only one of the 11 and the three lads that come on did a job as well. Um it was just a solid team performance, um, which is really what we're looking for. Not pretty. I think we probably played better against Clay Cross when we got beat 7 2, as daft as it sounds. We played a lot better football, um, but did what we needed to, did what I wanted the, the lads to give us. The clean sheet, that's the um, <laughs> thing yeah. that managers like the best. Yeah, it is indeed. <laughs> and, and to be fair, he's not had a lot to do, Josh, um, in goal. Obviously, he's only a young lad, one or two will have seen him. Um, but what he has done, he's done really well. Um, two saves in the first half, second half. To be fair, we played that well and and worked that hard. He could have come and sat with me in the dugout. <laughs> um, he had a fairly easy second half. Yeah, without a game at um, the weekend, I, I, I understand, I'm not going into reasons why, but you yeah. are without a game. Um, but you're going to come and see us on Thursday night? Yeah, we'll come on Thursday night. We've not got a game to the ninth. Um, which is a bit disappointing, but yeah, well, I'll be across on Thursday night um, to hopefully have a better chat with you. Have a long chat then. Damo, thank you very much and well done. Perfect, thank you. Congratulations very much. to you all. Well done. Thank you. Cheers, bye bye. Just what they needed, Tony. Yeah. Um, you know, going away, strong team, taking a strong team and coming back with three points. It's got to give them a confidence boost. And that clean sheet, absolutely superb. You know, if you concede seven goals one week and keep a clean sheet the next, you must be doing something right in training. You've got to be getting it. It's coming, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. so Damo's going to come in on Thursday night and we're going to have a longer chat of what he sees the future. Yeah. Of, um, um, yes, as, as of, say, of New York Town. I wish him nothing but the best there because he's a smashing lad. Now, the next phone call is going to be interesting, like it always is with Paul. Um, but um, this time, <laughs> Paul's sort of somewhere in between here and Derbyshire in a car. So um, anything could happen in the next 10 minutes um but in the meanwhile while tony goes to try and find him um all our shows are podcast as you know it's easy enough simply go to the website but i'll tell you what have a listen to this and somebody else can tell you radio newark the home of newark sport monday to thursday 7 to 8 p.m with mick and tony Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk. So if you miss Poppy, if you miss the Cook Boys, and if you miss the Newark Striders, they're all there on the podcast. And we found him some somewhere from deepest Derbyshire in in a car with Mick Goodwin. So he's definitely not in the shower tonight. Um, the one and only, Mr Paul Hyde. Paul, good evening. Good evening, Mick. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. you tell me you've got a meeting to go to. I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah. 
I've got, you carry on anyway. <laughs> it's, we'll, not a, uh, it's not a we'll problem at all. Um, my headlines actually was um, that Simon Biggs and Rob Townsend are calling them heroes, but I think most of your team had to play like heroes because that was certainly not the Renishaw team that come to Station Road a couple of seasons ago no, and had 17 stuff past them. Not at all. 18, actually. 18, sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll stand corrected. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, tell me about... A, a tough afternoon, Paul. Oh, hold on, hold on. Did you just say Big Z and Rob Townsend? Well, Townsend got the lights back on, didn't he? <laughs> Give him some credit. I thought you meant the bloke who scored the first goal. <laughs> no! <laughs> if Rob hadn't got them yeah. lights back on, you'd be playing that game again. No, I don't think we would. I think it stands at 75 minutes. No, that's all right, then. <laughs> I think I can sit through that again. Well, I told the, ro- the ref that. <laughs> so we, uh, <laughs> But, but, it, but it, yeah, uh, they, they came with a, a good side, played some good football, and I'd say they were one of the better sides we've played in the league. Uh, and it was a good good game. They didn't let us play, um, but we, we looked, you know, we got luckily we got away with the points. And it was a hard-fought game. Good set of people all round, the lads as well. Uh, and so we were, you know, pleased with what we got. Chris um, Self opened op- opened the score in, in in the first half. We had penalty, yeah. He got a penalty, and it was a yeah. penalty, and uh, that he, he put yeah. that away as we all know that he um, he can do. And you know, one or two of us thought, well, you know, Collingham are going to sort of go on from here, but uh, yeah, they paid you back. Didn't matter, did it? No, it didn't matter. No, pegged us back. Went in at one nil, you know, and it becomes a cup game, doesn't it? One nil is as good as you know, as ten. It don't matter as long as you've got the points. Uh, but I thought we got a little bit better in, in the uh, second half, but, but it was stopped right with a couple of injuries. Um, so, yes, just glad of the three points. And, of course, with the message, I didn't know until I got to the ground on the Saturday that Clay Cross had, um, had been beaten the night before. So, <laughs> You're supposed to be glued to social media. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Everybody else knew, but anyway, it was, of, it was good of them to tell me, but yes. I pulled them back down to earth and said it doesn't matter at all. But as we said on Saturday afternoon, it would have meant absolutely nothing if you hadn't got three points. No, no. And it still won't mean anything if we don't get them on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. So let's go back go back to that side of it. And, 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 and a good header at the far post from a, a young man that I don't know anything about, so you tell me about him. Simon Biggs, yeah, he's been with us all the time at Collingham. Came with the last set of sort of under 18s and, and has been in the first team. He's been captain, he's captain of the side uh, one season. Um, yeah, and he, and he wasn't going to go up. That's another thing that happened. He was going to take the free kick on the halfway line. And, and um, Steve Buckthorpe said, Go over. You know, we did it the other night. Let's go and do that. And he's it's put it in. It was a great header, great goal. Yeah. I mean, their keeper played well. Uh, and kept a minute as well. And then oh, was, yeah, all, was all ca- was all counting down the clock, and I think all over Newark, Collingham, and everywhere there was this <laughs> momentary power cut. But of course, the floodlights being so sensitive, it turned them off, and the heat sensitive, and you can't just turn them str- right. straight back on on again. Yeah, and yeah. the the eight minutes that you played when you oh, sort of come back yeah. on again, they literally threw everything at you, didn't they? They did, yeah. Kitchen sink, yeah. It, yeah. it was a long eight minutes. It was the longest eight minutes, I think, <laughs> I've ever waited for a whistle to, to go, you know. 
So if my maths are correct, you're five points behind them with two games in hand, and, as you've already said, that's where you're going on Saturday. That's right. We've got to go there on Saturday and, um, well, turn off. I, mean, I know, I, I know you, you, what your start style is and you will go for the win, but if you came back with a point, it wouldn't be the end of the world, would it? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you want to win. <laughs> I'd probably be sat there Saturday night thinking it was. Yes. <laughs> Kicking the dog and stuff like that. <laughs> and, uh, and I ain't even got a dog for that. You have to go and find one from somewhere. Yeah, but um, no, it won't be the end of the world because they've got to play rep for them. They've got other games like Benton and that, but so have we. There's a long way to go with it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's nice to get up there and uh, yeah, it, it's in our hands. We've just got to keep winning. We've, we've won 10 on the bounce. Uh, and if we keep going, we're out of blip, then yeah, we've got to be there. Yeah, I, I, I did notice on this um, social media that you, you that you don't look at that they they've been on there telling everybody that they're playing the informed team, the team that's just won ten games on the bounce, the favourites for the championship, and all that. They're they they started playing mind games. Oh, is this uh, Claycroft? Yes. Oh, this yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just don't read it. That's the easiest answer, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the, 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 this team on Saturday, they weren't like that. They, they put a thing on our social media, whatever you call it, saying that uh, they were beaten um, 18 0, you know, last year. But they improved and done well. And they're a better team now. And sent like a. So get ready, you know, with a load of flames on. But not a nasty thing. No, no. And it, it didn't work for him anyway. <laughs> no, it wasn't a nasty thing at all. They're a good set of people and uh, they have come a long way. And, and they probably didn't even have a full, a full team, you know what I mean? The games that's done us is nil-nil at Dinnington. Yes. You know, and they'd had a man sent off. Things like that. But those two points there, uh, you know, we've we lost two and, and drawn two. Uh, Appleby Prod were 2 nil up. They're the two draws. There's, there'd be another set of points there, you know, we'd be well on our way. But That's... we didn't do it, so we've, we've got to do it, we've got to get on and do it again. Get on it and do it again. Have you got a full, does it look like a full strength side, or some of those injuries not going to be ready? Well, George Aspen will be back, and he's a big, a big player for us, George. Yes. So, um, and like you say, we can always dip into the, uh, the other side of things with the 18s. So, uh, yeah. As good as we can be at this time of season, yeah, we've not got a lot. Tom Moore's back. We've been out for four weeks, so it's going to be hard, hard to pick a side. <laughs> Best of luck to you, Paul. From everybody in New York football land. Best of luck on Saturday. It's going to be a, it's going to be a cracking game, and we really do hope you can come back with a victory from that one. And so do I. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your meeting, and make sure Mister Goodwin buys you a drink. Don't Always. Worry. Don't Always. You worry about that, <laughs> yeah. Talk to you later, chaps. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. It is, Tony, an absolutely massive match. It's Selston flow serve. Mm. It's that sort of match. I was just thinking when Paul was talking there about nil-nil uh, against... Uh, a team who had a, a, Always a, games in a league yeah, season. Uh, Manchester City will tell you... Mm. There's the games. Liverpool will tell you that every team will look back at the game and say, if we'd have won that, 
we could be champions. But Paul there was saying nil-nil against a team that had ten men. <coughs> I, I often think that when the opposition has a man sent off, the, the, their team become harder to beat because the ten men galvanise more than the eleven who yeah, were quite yeah. confident, yeah. cracking along as yeah. they were. And um, I've been to, over the course of my time at Madeleine, I must have been to five games where the visitors had a man sent off and Notts County didn't win one of them. All five ended in draws. And it, 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 it just the, the entire ten men get together and make it so much harder to beat them. I didn't realise Notts County won any games. And on that note... Next in line on our trip round the grounds is a trip to Lowfields and a chat to their manager, Craig Roach. But um, unlike the other two, we're not looking back at the perfect Saturday. We're actually looking back at a, a rather imperfect Saturday. Um, first of all, good evening, Craig. Good evening, Mick. Um, tremendous disappointment that you didn't play at Renneth. I've had long conversations with numerous different people over the last couple of days and... <sighs> It's just, it's disappointing. I would like to think that Renneth Miners' welfare are run, the club is run as I would like to see a club run, and if it wasn't fit, it wasn't fit, and if there was a chance of it being played, it would have done, but it don't take away the disappointment that you was ready to play football. No, that's right. It's always, like you say, when, you, when you're all geared up, ready to go, it's, uh, it's always frustrating. Yeah. Especially when I think it must have been touch and go, but uh, that's how it is, I suppose. But, you know, is, is, I understand it right. It was a qualified referee that makes the, the bottom line decision on all this, isn't it, as well? Yeah, I believe so. I think it was a local, well, what the information I've given, it was a local step three referee that uh, made the call on it, so. So, you know, you have to it say, is it, is. Yeah. it is It is what it is. Um, disappointment, especially you've got so many supporters going over there as well, you know, with all of us, had, you know, made a big play about it, and it's, I suppose that's what Sod they call law. Sod's Law, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. But, it means everybody's rearing to go for a massive match tomorrow night. They're not senior cup. It's a fourth round tie. You're at home for Carlton Town. Now, if I've got my... If I've done my job right, Carlton Town are step four, and they are the second highest non-league ranked team in the county behind Baseford. Correct. Yeah. I must be getting better at this. Um, (laughs) So that means it's your biggest test. Absolutely, yeah, without, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. Um, huge test tomorrow night, you know, the, um, it makes a nice change in a way because, you know, they're, they're, they're clearly the favourites to uh, to win the game. You know, there's no pressures of uh, league points at stake, so, yeah, it's a nice one for us in a way, you know, it's, um, we've got nothing to lose. Um, it's one of them games where you can actually just go out there and say, right, go out there, enjoy it. Absolutely, yeah, that's what we we'll say to the lads, but, you know, go out and enjoy it. <coughs> so, um, I'm sure they'll relish the opportunity. Uh, to go out and prove a point and you know we'll see what the lads are capable of tomorrow and see who's got that ability to step up for the rest of us it's going to be very interesting to see that um just how far these slow serve players are off what's an evo stick east division which is technically two divisions above where you are now yeah two leagues above us yeah two steps yeah um i said there's a big difference between the levels no doubt about it um you know, we've got some good players though that have uh, played at that, that level before. So, you know, the, and we've got players that haven't. So the questions asked, you know, can they still do it? And the ones that haven't before, can they step up and do mm-hmm. it? So, they've got, you know, they've got nothing to lose. So, go out and enjoy yourself, enjoy but evening. stand up and yeah. be counted. Absolutely. 
Carlton Town's home record is rubbish. Carlton Town's away record isn't too bad. That's disappointing as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really the way around. Which, uh, you know, our, equally, our own record's good. Um, better than our away form. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it bodes for a, for a good evening's football. Um, I haven't seen tomorrow night's weather forecast. I didn't look at it, but I'm assuming there's no problems. No, I keep looking. But, uh, I don't think we're going to have any issues as... Uh, it's going to be quite chilly, I think. But um, there's only a small forecast of rain tomorrow, so I don't think we've got any concerns. Well, it's going to rain. It's not going to be frosty, so that's the main thing. Um, yeah. Right, it's a 7:45 kickoff. It is 7:45. No, low fields yet. Get uh, yourselves down there tomorrow line. night because um, you know the bars open, the cafes open. It's wonderfully friendly. Get yourself down there tomorrow night because this is the chance to see. Flowserve serve playing where they want to get to. So let's yeah, find out yeah. tomorrow night if Flow serve are good enough. If, you know, a win tomorrow night and you're going to be buzzing till the end of the season. Yeah, it'd be a massive result if we can pick anything up tomorrow. I don't, I'm not sure what happens. I've not looked into it. If it's a draw or if it's extra time or... It's finished, or tomo- it's finished tomorrow. It's finished tomorrow night. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Like I say, hopefully there'll be a few down. That's where we want to end up eventually. So uh, it's a bit of a taste of hopefully what's to come in the future. Most certainly is so. We'll be down there tomorrow night, Craig, and we've even cancelled tomorrow night's show so we can make sure we're there tomorrow night. Um, so I'll be down there, early doors. Tony obviously is going to be down there, early doors as well. Um, yeah. From everybody in Newark, as, as I've said, I've just talked to Paul Hyde. Um, yeah. And Paul's, as you you look at the tables, you look at the local football, um, yeah. Collingham at Clay Cross on Saturday in a game that's akin to... Selston and flow serve. Yeah, Craig, th- these are exciting times in local football, aren't they? It really is. Yeah, and Collingham had a fantastic season. They've got a good thing for Collingham is they've got you know it's just a young side and they're just growing together and getting better, better and better all the time. Um, got Clay Cross, tough, tough place to go, um, but I'm sure they'll uh, they'll fancy the chances in the former at the minute. One of the grounds that um, I've yet I've yet to go to, but. Uh, Unfortunately, it won't be this weekend because it's a rugby for the first half and you for the second. So, um, the lad who used to play with Renniff actually, Ant Lynham, who manages them and he still plays a bit as well. He does play a bit. He actually, I watched him at um, when they came to Newark the, the other week and, he, and he's their player manager and he, he scored an hat trick and one of them was a volley from the edge of the box, Craig, which didn't go six inches off the ground and no, the keeper yeah, didn't even that. see it coming back out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a nice pitch there normally, good set up, so we're, you know, Colling like to play football. So we're you know, suiting, hopefully they'll give them a room for the money. They'll enjoy that, so uh, lots of cracking football this weekend. But before tomorrow night, Flow Serve take on Step 4, Carlton Town. Can't wait. Craig, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, mate. Cheers, yeah. bye-bye. Bye. And quite honestly, Tony, even at watching football for 50-plus years in this town, this one has got me excited. What were you doing for the first 80 years? <laughs> Yeah, it's a cracking match tomorrow night. Absolute beauty. And basically, that's why we're in it, you know, to play in games like that. That's why everybody who plays football wants to be part of games like that. I wouldn't say it to Craig, but I'll say it to you. If you win tomorrow night, that means you're seeded till next year Mm -hmm. and you probably won't have to go to Stapleford again. (laughs) I think you better ring Rob Rob Wildman now. No comment. (laughs) 
assume none of our state friends are listening. Notts County now eight points away from safety after a 2-0 defeat at the Oval and steering non-league football in the eye. Potentially there'll be five divisions separating the Magpies and Newark Flowserve next season. What do you make of that one? Tottenham Oxford's delay-ridden new stadium will not be completed by the end of the season, according to reports. The ground, which was due to be officially opened last September, remains under construction. The Spurs continue to play all their home games at Wembley. And the England head coach Eddie Jones has stoked his rivalry with Ireland by claiming again that fly-off Johnny Sexton gets preferential treatment from the referees. And our next phone guest is just the man to ask that question too. This is Radio Newark Sport. And he's back after one week away. They can't keep a good man down. Rob Wardman returns to Radio Newark Sport. Rob, good evening. Evening, folks. Evening, Mick. Evening, Tony. Um, let's start with Saturday, because that's what you're here for, really. Yeah. Um, a l- losing bonus point at Ashbourne Newark, um, scoring with a penalty trial, which is ironic after what happened the previous week. Um, a bit of a mud bath, I'm told, Rob. Very much so, yes. Um, so I'm told as well. I didn't make it across. Um, um, but no, a, a, it was a good point. We were behind for most of the match. Um, obviously, we lost 13-7, um, came back uh, late on to get a penalty try, which earned us a losing bonus point. And uh, by, all, by all accounts, we, did, we defended very, very well in the, in the first half. Um, Ashbourne got ahead. We, we, we had various injuries, uh, as the report says. So it was a tough old afternoon at Ashbourne, but we, we did get a losing bonus point. We had, we had our two main men on the sidelines as well, in uh, Dave Garland and uh, Matt Cox. They, they didn't start the game. So we were a little bit behind in, in the personnel we fielded, but uh, we did well with, with Alex Scott. He filled in at fly half for Matt, and Reese Overland continued at scrum half. Um, and at number eight, that Jamie Duncan stood in for Dave Garland, who's been one of our mainstays throughout the season. So, so it was a good point to gain. And uh, perhaps a word uh, about the front row: um, Mason Coolham, Jed Chapel, and Lewis Hemsworth. They've played all three games since the um, since the new year. So uh, that trio is keeping us um, going forward up, up front. Um, and as ever, we, we, we've got you know. Um, Plenty of personnel changes each week, which is, a, as always, a little worrying. But there's been some good performances. And uh, I think with, with the team we had out, and uh, to get a losing bonus point at Ashbourne was, was a good performance. Are the, the two guys um, not 100% fit then? That's why I was on the bench. I think, but... I think Matt had a knock, and I think Dave, I would think, because it was a rearranged game, I think some of the domestics... Um, Hmm. Intervened. I was pretty sure Dave will be back uh, next weekend for the visit of Lincoln to Kellam Road, and I think Matt's hoping to play as well. I think Matt banged his shoulder, but I think he's um, he's certainly down for physio tomorrow night, which I've seen. Because it, <laughs> so it, it, so it looks to be a bit of a cracker next week, because both teams are locked in mid-table. Both teams yeah. are not going to go down, and realistically, both teams are not going to go up. Um, so a good game of open rugby hopefully will be played uh, well we owe Lincoln one as they say because we got a good old pasting way back in October 30, I think 39-8 we lost at their place so yes now we need to uh, 
Um, a local derby, we need to show who's boss, as they say in football terms. Exactly, and then <laughs> not a, a big, I expect a big... And do you play Lincoln again in the Cup, or do you play... That's a good question. They played Stanford at the weekend, and I've not seen the result yet, but we are due to play either Lincoln or, St Lincoln or Stanford in the semi-final of the Notts Links Derby Shield on February 23rd, and they were certainly playing, and I've not seen the score yet. Now, we'll have to, we'll have to look out for that. Um, in that game to the winners of Stamford or Lincoln so uh, the, the other local one I, I've got on my list um, from New York is um, six youngsters representing NLD yes no we we, we did yes and uh, four of them are going forward to the Midland squad now it, it's a drawn out sort of trial procedure for this age group um, the six played um before Christmas and they played a game just after Christmas they played three games for the NLD and I think they were unbeaten um, in the Midlands um, Colts competition and the four going forward into the, the I think they trained yesterday in Leicester did the Midlands and, and uh, uh, the Newark four were James Brogdon who's been playing in the first team Will Harding Terry who played in the first team earlier in the autumn um, very promising playing Will Siege or Sage also been in our first team and done very well for us. Uh, he, he's among the four. And the, the fourth guy is Jacob Jacob Pearson. So those, those are the four who, who were yesterday due to be training with the Midlands. I think there's another Midlands training session next Sunday. And then there's a, then from the 40, they, they've had training. They pick up a match, match squad and there's, a, I think, a first of three games for the Midlands under-20s later in February. So, yes... Something to keep our eyes on. Yeah, well, we must keep watching that. To the big wide, to the worldwide scene, and England coach Eddie Jones has stoked up his rivalry with Ireland, claiming again that fly-off Johnny Sexton gets preferential treatment. Sexton has the back phone to the referee. When he talks, the referees listen. That's because of his status in the game. You earn that, like the former North, um, New Zealand captain Richie McCaw did. England coach um, said um, that Owen Farrell does not get the same protection as Sexton. We've, we've started the word games again just in yes. front of the Six Nations, haven't we? Yes, we have. I know you're not keen on that at all, are what? you? Word games? Yes. Um, well, I, I mean... <laughs> no, I've been mean, written my the best show, uh, you know, plenty of tripe in my career as a... <laughs> As a newspaper journalist, no, I, I loved an argument. So, no, fair play to Eddie. He likes stirring it up. Um, I think Johnny Sexton and Owen Farrell are, are about as good as each other, mate. And uh, I think hopefully the referee on that day, I think it's one of the French referees, will, you know, turn a deaf ear to both and let's just get on with the game, boys. But in the build-up, it's good stuff. Um, it's not quite the stuff of a boxing fight, is it? Um Jones has been, again, he's done a lot of media this, this last few days, and he'll do some more this week in the, at the, in the big Six Nations um, preview event later this week. But um, he's, come, he's come out fighting since, obviously, England did, did quite well in the autumn, so uh, Eddie's, um, what's the phrase? His gander's up, might be, <laughs> that might be the phrase. Yeah. So he's, he's saying, obviously, he's... he's spoke in the last week about playing Jack Knoll the Exeter winger as a flanker so that's, that's another thing that he saw a little bit of a red herring I, I could see it happening in a, a game later on um, when, when, the, when the play breaks up maybe but I, I can't see Knoll starting as a as a flanker so there's all kinds of things Jones is he's, he's Ill, you know as ever he's very good for the media and he talks about all kinds of things but really I think we've we've got as good a talker in Farrell as, as Ireland having Sexton <laughs> 
And the fun starts on February the Week second. on Friday, France-Wales. Um, first, It's a good weekend. Uh, week on Friday is France-Wales, and then England, Ireland-England on the Saturday, and at some stage, Scotland play Italy for the wooden spoon game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's got Mr Smithburn <laughs> chuckling away there. <laughs> Um, very quickly, Rob, Champions <laughs> League quarterfinals, um, two Scottish sides in there for the first time. I'm surprised Mr. Smith not bothered mentioning that one. England's top two are there, but, to, but Toulon are not. You know, hey, um, not the best of European competitions for, for the English clubs. Um, again? Again, a little, yes, obviously Saracens, fair play to them. Uh, they've gone through unbeaten and they've got a home tie against Glasgow in the quarterfinals. Edinburgh have come steaming up and you know, they, they steamrolled at Newcastle twice in December. Um, again, they, they should be powerful teams, should the, the Scottish, they've, got fully, they've only got two professional teams of Scotland. Um, you know, they're, they're finally getting their house in order. It took them long enough, but um, absolutely. No, there you go. So just it's three o'clock Saturday, New Lincoln. That's the that's a key fact. That will be um, an absolute cracker. I can mention. I don't know whether Alan mentioned last week. Uh, we've got two youth teams in fine in NLD finals coming. Well, not coming up. Uh, the under 15s played Derby or Bridgeford in April at Scunthorpe. They're into their second final running, and the under 14s have are playing Spalding at Derby on March the 3rd. So the under-15s and under-14s are in NLD Cup finals. And then the under-16s, they've got a semi-final against Paviers on, on Feb 10. So we, we could have three teams in NLD Cup finals um, coming up. But, the, but those games are, are a bit away. But uh, As befits um, one of the top six junior rugby clubs in the well, country. Well, yeah, as I said, I think before Christmas, you know, we, 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 want a few, we, we want to win a few more pots and... Um, Exactly. Way for doing so, yeah. You've got a big clubhouse to fill with silverware You've now. Got a very big clubhouse to fill, yeah. <laughs> Rob, as ever, it's been a pleasure, and uh, we'll have a bit longer next week because we want to do a um, preview to find out who, who all the teams are that's going to finish above Scotland. Okay, so uh, I'm, okay, I'll make a few predictions. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Mr. Rob Wardman, there, and of course, it all the fun rugby fun starts. Um, week on Friday, as he points out. So we look forward. Mm we look forward to that yeah I think um, Ireland will be the team to beat Ireland to win it Scotland second <laughs> oh, 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 oh. shocking 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 <laughs> right um, so if we've had who have we had who are we missing I know who we're missing hockey hockey Mr Halfpenny how could I forget Mr Halfpenny that was close. In fact, that was closer than anybody <laughs> need to know. Um, right, hockey. Mr Paul Halfpenny says he frantically <laughs> throwing levers all over the place and hoping that Paul's on the other end of that phone. Paul, please say hello. Hello. Ah, he is there. Excellent. <laughs> um, hockey is still slowly but surely getting back after its winter, winter break. Yeah, every week goes by and one more team seems to seems to come out of hibernation so um i'm going to leave it to you to tell us what went off the weekend i know the freeze ladies freeze lost and the men's ones made a draw but uh paul talk us through it well um the day started with me traveling all the way down to ashby for a friendly with the ladies ones um and uh, a bit, bit controversial we didn't take a goalkeeper with us we took 11 outfield players um 
it was it was a masterclass. It was a masterclass in hockey. Um, we were exceptionally good. Um, I don't know if you know the rules, but if you don't take a goalkeeper with you, one of your team have to wear something slightly different coloured like you would a normal goalkeeper. You're allowed to use your feet. I wouldn't recommend it when a ball's travelling at you at 70 miles an hour, but you are allowed to use your feet. And um, Katie Sandell took that position and she was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, as, the, as were the team. Um, so, hang, hang, hang on, Paul. So, she played as an outfield player come goalkeeper... But she yep. didn't have all the armoury that the goalkeepers normally were. That's right. Yeah, kicking back. Yeah, so which which means that you can push up the field, whereas a goalkeeper can't go any any further than the twenty three meter line. It's not like football, where you know get a corner in the last two minutes, you send your keeper up. Well, you know, if if you take your keeper off, you have eleven outfield players, so you have one extra outfield player. I love Katie to advantage. I love Katie to bits, poor, but that's somewhere between brave and mad. Um. Well, it depends how good the opposition are, and, and we contain them. Um, they didn't have one shot on goal or game. Thankfully. Um, it, it, was, it was a real masterclass. Um, Danny Ashwell opened the score in. We, we could have had a bucket full before half-time, but went in 1-0 uh, up. And um, Paskey and Lady Sinead Bradley got two more in the second half. Um, easy 3-0 winners, to be honest with you, but some absolutely sublime hockey being played there. Um, One-touch hockey, two-touch hockey, absolutely fabulous. So, uh, pretty good preparation. And one thing we didn't talk about last week was the midweek friendly that we had against Lyndon, um, of which we lost 2-0. But again, the girls were magnificent. Uh, really matched them. They play in a slightly higher league than us, a bit like Ashby. And, um, yeah, we were... We were really, really good. Um, you know, it sounds a bit obvious, but the only difference between the teams was they put the ball into the net twice and we didn't. There was no sort of, um, they were much better than us. No, no, not at all. You know, it was it was Eden Stevens. So, um, two two very good build-up games. The sad thing is that looking at the temperatures, I don't think we'll get a training session in on Wednesday. And uh, sadly, we don't have a, a game on uh, Saturday. So, uh, we're sort of going into the Ashbourne game really on the back of only two friendly mm. fixtures, which is a bit of a shame. It's not. Um, did you, um, having sort of arranged the game and got everybody there and made the effort and all that, was you invited back to the um, to the birthday party? It was a birthday party? I didn't they tell you it was a birthday party? That's shocking. I had a model shop to go to, mate. <laughs> oh, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> we do wish not, Hannah, we I, do wish I, Hannah Beckett her happy birthday for Saturday evening if you didn't invite her uh, to a birthday party. Oh, I see. Do I look like a man that needs cake? <laughs> no, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Um, so, um, so you're, you're hap- happy with that. that? That's a plus. That, that's good. Now, let's move on. Um, yeah, because I was tied up with the ladies' ones, as I should be, as I'm their coach, um, Sally went with the ladies' threes, and it was a very lacklustre performance against a team that we really need to beat um, and sadly we are now six points adrift of, of safety in that league and personally I, I, I can't see any way back um, I, th- I think the priority this season has got to be ladies ones staying where they are, second team promoted and, and possibly fourth team promoted so um yeah, I, I don't see any way back. There's not that same enthusiasm um, and that same confidence, let's say, as, as what we had last 
last season, um, and certainly at the beginning of the season, it was still there. But <clears throat> I think when you when you're losing week in week out, it does dent your confidence a, a bit. So uh, maybe it's it's a case of uh, looking at some of the youngsters and trying to bring some of the youngsters through uh, ready for next season and, and start to build a new team for the threes. Tony's just handed me a note. Did Sally stay out of trouble with the referees this week? Um. I believe so. Nothing's been mentioned. So, yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go, Tony. So she behaved this week. Um, the men are the men's ones are undefeated in 2019. As I said last season, the men's ones have underachieved. Um, they're much better than they appeared to be first half of the season. Um, it's Glynn's first first season flying solo, as, as it were, sort of as, as coach. Um, so he's got to find his feet with the team. There's a lot of youngsters coming in, so. It's it, a lot of building blocks that have all got to be cemented together, and I, I think that's starting to happen now. And uh, hopefully they'll they'll start picking three points up instead of one. But then again, one point is better than none, isn't it? So it's going in the it's going in the right direction, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, yes. Uh, the men's twos are in a division they shouldn't be in, and that's blatantly obvious. Well, I don't understand this um, because. I played in the game against North Knot's second team, uh, first match of the season, and, and when I went off injured, we were 3-2 up, and we should have won that game. Sadly, they popped two goals in to beat us 4-3 in a very, very tight game. So where 11-0 comes from <laughs> against the same team, I don't know. I, I, maybe personnel weren't available. I, I just... I can't understand some of the results that they're getting. Or is it um, a game like... Is it a game like the ladies' threes once... Um, it sets in, the poor results sets in, it's very difficult to get out of it and you, you, ta- you can take that to any sport. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, yeah, yeah, I think mean, some of the lads are just saying, oh, I'm sick of losing, I just want to win, please just give me a win. Uh, they're down desperate for a win, but uh, what about the third team? Yeah. No, you're telling first, me something I don't know. point of the season. Excellent. Clean sheet as well, so... That, that was a very good result. Very, very good result on Saturday. I'm, I'm, I'm as pleased as Punch about that. It's brilliant. Who was that against, St Paul? That was against West Bridgeford. I can't remember which team it was, but a team that hammered us at home 6-0, 7-0, something like that. So, so a very good result away from home. 0-0 draw. Let's hope the tables have turned. Well, we'll settle for that. So it's, you know... There's, there's lots of positives in, 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 in the last few few minutes. Yes, absolutely. And another positive was uh, Sunday I was uh, involved with the uh, under-12 girls over at Goosedale mini-tournament. Um, we uh, we went and lost to Beeston in their very own, only break of the game. Um, switched off, lost 1-0 for them. Then we um, lost quite heavily to a Nottingham team. We just didn't perform. Then we we um, uh, had a few words and we switched it on and we hammered Mansfield and hammered West Bridgeford and they played like they they should do. Um, may, maybe it's my fault for telling Alex it's probably the, the strongest squad I've ever had. And then they go and play like that. But they are a very very strong squad. I've never had so many talented girls in the same team at the same time. So again, very very positive. Shame about the first two results, but we'll we'll have a little chat about that. We'll improve on short corners and. Uh, who knows when the Into uh, Hockey Tournament, the England Hockey one, comes up in a few weeks' time. Let's, let's hope for great success over at Beeston. You'll keep us informed. Paul, thank you very much. You're welcome. Absolutely fantastic. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.
the bit that you missed when you was out ringing Rob Wardman, Tony, is that if Notts County do get relegated, and we, you know, we sincerely hope they don't, because you have to wonder about the future of the club if they do. Mm. If they do get relegated and Newark Flow Surf do get promoted, there are five divisions between Notts County and Newark Flow Surf. Yeah, it ain't a lot. <laughs> really, it's not a lot. Every time I have a conversation like that with Gary Clark, our chairman, he, he looks very worried. Well, yeah. But, um... But, you know, we've got to look at Chesterfield and Torquay and Stockport and other clubs like that. Once you start going down... Yeah. You've got problems. I mean, there was that fixture not so very long ago, Baseford United against Chesterfield, wasn't mm-hmm. there? I mean, yeah. you know, there's, um... The, the way that the pyramid has shaped up in recent years, and I'm talking in the last 30 years, um, since teams were no longer able to apply for re-election. Oh, that's rubbish, that is. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and and the way the football pyramid works these days... Oh, he's on the management, he's sat on the man- yeah, management, yeah. which for the last 48 years, his team should be allowed to stay up. <laughs> but, I mean, there's not... And that is how it worked, trust me. There's not, there's not a major gap yeah. between Notts County and Newark Flow Serve these days. Flowserve Stadium's better. Grantham Town <laughs> were thumped 5 0 at the Mears by Stafford Rangers, the Stafford Rangers side that's below them in the table. How many? Five. Nil? Yep. In, oh front, of a, in front of a crowd of 247. So the Gingerbreads now four points above the relegation zone. So, you know, they look safe and now they've just. Yeah. seem to have took the foot off the gas again and, and are struggling. That's in the Evo Stick premier go down to the evo stick east which is where you'll find carlton town mm. amongst other clubs um the team that's top of the evo stick east at the moment are was farsley celtic of which comes from your neck of the woods yeah, yeah. they're not anymore because they was beaten by the team that was in second place which was south shields um on geordieland in Geordieland on Saturday. Your neck of the woods. Yes. <laughs> the winner came in, in the winner came in the 93rd minute. But really what struck me on that one, the crowd at that game was 2013. <laughs> <laughs> and Newcastle was playing at home the same afternoon. Yeah. Oh, well done. So, you know, fantastic, isn't it? Now, take that into consideration. Then you had the, in the same division, Stamford thumped Pontefract Collieries, not that there is any anymore, but that's what they're <laughs> called, by seven goals to three, including a hat-trick from a certain Bradley Wells. Oh, really? The crowd, 102. <laughs> At Stamford? Yes. At the wonderfully named Zico Arena? Whatever it's called, there's 102 people in there. Deary me. That's rubbish. There's more than that at Collingham. I mean, they, uh, yes, it, it's rubbish. It's it, no other word for it. It's rubbish. It's difficult to criticise when other teams have small crowds in comparison to the fantastic support that Newark public give a successful team in their town. I'll come back to that in a minute. Mm. Harrowby remained fourth in the United Counties League. They're on a cracking run and doing ever so well. Uh, but they had a goalless draw at sixth at six place Blackstones. Um, on on Saturday, uh, and the one I really want to mention for all the right reasons. Blackstones is about half a mile from the Zico Arena well, in, in Stamford. There you go. Then that's probably where they all was. Um, 
Ollerton Town donated the gate money from their match against Bolso yeah, to a local that. school that's saving to buy a defibrillator. Yeah, yeah. Um, £870 was raised. Well done. Including the lady referee who gave all their match fees to the fund. So well done her. Hmm. Well done Ollerton because that is one heck of a gesture yeah. to say, well, there's 800, well, 800 quid plus from Ollerton Town Football yeah. Club towards the £1,200 that, that you need. 164 people turned up to brave what was a blinking <laughs> cold afternoon. I was at Collingham and it was cold. Yeah. Um, took took the points. It was only their third match of the season, so they enjoyed it as well. But it, that was possibly one of those games where the result didn't really matter a lot. Oh, uh, Probably did to Bolsover, but... I was, I, I was at Lowfields on Saturday afternoon watching our reserves and uh, I had thermal gloves on. It was cold. And couldn't feel my fingers. But, well done, Alderton. I think that's a fantastic gesture. I mean, whenever you play against Alderton or whenever you go to their ground, you know you've been in a football <coughs> match on and off the pitch. But, you know, I mean, you get communities like that and they've got hearts of gold. They really have. Mm. I mean, you'll know that from the northeast and your yeah. connections up there. Those sort of ex-mining communities, you just, you know, you've got friends for life. And, and, and that, that is just a fantastic gesture by the club and F- the people. Fantastic gesture, fantastic turnout. And, you know, even the referee, and remember referees don't do it for money, even the referees, yeah. you know, well well done here and, and well done everybody connected with Ollerton Town Football Club. Uh, that's fantastic. Now, we're not here tomorrow night. But, the- but Mick, can, can I just say, we've both been around a few years now. Can you ever imagine a lady referee at Ollerton in the old days? <laughs> she's pr- she's pr- <laughs> <laughs> she, I tell you what, she, 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 if I ever meet her, I'll shake her hand because... <laughs> you know, I'm not being sexist or anything. No, I've, but, I've, I've seen oh. a lot of men referees crawl into holes at Ollerton. <laughs> <laughs> I really have. Wow. Um, we really have moved on, people. We haven't. <laughs> Thank, thankfully. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to be a cracking Saturday because you've got Flo Savertone playing third in the table and you've got Newark against Lincoln. I'd suggest there's going to be 200 plus both at Callum Road and at Flow Savers. The Newark public come out and watch mm. local sport like we know that they can. Tomorrow night, 200 plus again, one hopes. We're not here tomorrow night. The reason that we're not here tomorrow night, it was the Skegness Blues Festival at the weekend and Stuart is doing a special all around the Skegness Blues Festival. So gra- gracefully, I stood to one side and said, <laughs> Stuart, Take the glory on this one. We'll we're, we're have a night off. So I'll see you at Lowfield to watch the football. From me, from Tony, a night. We <laughs>